0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Is it good to be in church. Yes. You happy with the person you're sitting next to? I hope so. I hope so. Family members don't really have a choice, do we? Right? No. Yes. Well, it's my privilege to be up here tonight. My name is Caleb, if you don't know me. I'm on team here at Highway. And uh, I'm excited. Do we have any uh, parents of any year 12 children here tonight? Anybody? Oh, Emma. Can we give Emma a big round of applause? Congratulations. How do you feel? Awesome, that's right. And private school, so I get it, I get it. Awesome, are you ready for the word tonight? Yeah, yeah. I heard a Stephen Furtick message this week and he talks about MMA preaching, all right? Now, I'm not talking about mixed martial arts, okay? He talks about Monday morning application, okay? Do you like that? All right, I'm gonna speak to you on something that is simple, that is straightforward, but something that we all need. Are you ready? Awesome. So I don't know about you, but I'm one of those glass half full kind of people. Anybody else in the room like that? Okay, yep, normally you hear the half empty, okay? I'm a natural optimist. Okay, I normally see things, bad situation happens, all right, I'm going to tell you the good that's happening there, all right? Sometimes I can be good at it, I'm getting better, but it's pretty natural for me. And tonight I want to share on the idea of thankfulness, thankfulness, okay, thankfulness. Everybody in this room has probably heard 10, 20, 100 messages, you've read books, self-help, all these kinds of things around being thankful and gratitude tonight, and I was thinking about this week, and I'd written a whole other message, as we know that happens a lot, and it changed last minute, and I sent our art director, Matt Hearn, guy who looks after all of our creative things here, and I said, man, I want to preach on thankfulness, but that's pretty boring, right? Like, what are we going to title this message? So we had a couple of different things, like things like thankful, grateful, and other useful synonyms, Um, the human guide to being thankful, part one, Um, is your bank full of thank? Um, We had hallelujah and other thankful exclamations, okay, we had things like that, trying to come up with something cool, something to be put on a podcast, we know what it's like, hey Dan, all your messages are like that. So, we chose tonight, my title is Tankful of Thankful, what do you reckon? You like it? I think you're not going to forget that one, hey? Wow, I even got an applause, thank you Pastor Tosh, I love that one. Thankfulness by no means church is a new concept, right? We all have to try and use it. If you've got children, you're in this room, okay, you're trying to teach them every day about the idea of thankfulness. My daughter, we now give food, Margot, and sometimes she's thankful for the food and sometimes she's not. Her favourite thing at the moment is grabbing it off the plate when we say no and throwing it. Are there other parents that have gone through that? Yep, and she looks in your eyes and that, you know, Maddie, yeah, exactly, and it's like the stare and it's just the... Boom, and then she goes and smiles. (laughs) So it's a struggle. Please pray for me. We all struggle with thankfulness, though, in every season, all of us. And all of us in this room probably are going through something at the moment, big or small, that causes us to make that decision. Is it time for me to be thankful? Or sometimes, it's really difficult to be thankful. Am I right? I don't know about you. There's a Bible verse in 1 Thessalonians. I've gone amplified tonight. If you want to open your Bibles, chapter 5, verse 18. We're going to have it up on the screen. And it says, In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful. Wow. And continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. In every situation no matter what the circumstances, be thankful. I believe in our culture today, church, that this is something that we actually struggle with. In thought and application, I would say that this day and age, we're probably more self-focused and narcissistic than probably ever before. I don't know if that's a good, what do you reckon? Probably, I would say so, that we read books about self-help, we're going to things to try and build ourselves, to look after ourselves, We're focused on self so much, yet we are in the most blessed and probably prosperous time our world has ever been in, ever been in. We're in a time where most of us have a lot to be thankful for, right? We're in a culture these days of comparison. We have things like social media, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook if you're over 40, Instagram if you're under, you know, if you mix that too, good on you, that's awesome. All right? I'm just kidding, okay? I love you, Mum. So, we're in a culture of comparison, right? Everywhere we turn, we're looking at what someone else has. We can be controlled by social media and things that we see, we read, and all it does is it magnifies our lows, right? And magnifies others' highs. And we come in this culture at the moment of comparison where the perfect house, the perfect home, the perfect child, the perfect way to look, the perfect job, all these things we have to deal with. But you know what, I actually believe that comparison can actually ruin your life. Teddy Roosevelt talks about that comparison is actually the thief of joy, right? Comparison, so many of us these days are anxious, stressed, struggling, hurting, dealing with something. And we all go through times where, you know what, if we could only have that thing, if I was only that healthy, if I could only be like that person. But can I say this to you tonight, church? Right, in every season, in every moment, God is still doing something good. God still is doing something good. In the midst of your valley, in the midst of your storm, I'm telling you, and I'm preaching you tonight, that God is still doing something good in your life. He's always working. Always. As Kanye says, that's on God. Even when I don't think he is, he is, right? The times where we think, God, where are you? He's still working then. The moments where you can't see him moving, I promise you, he is still working. Do you know he is good by nature? He is good. There's no question. In every situation, God is doing something for good. I know everybody in this room is dealing with something. We all wish we had something more. But the truth is, around you and through you, God is actually doing something amazing. Do you know that? in the midst of your valley, God is actually using you in that moment. God actually has a plan. We all have to remember to prioritize being thankful, right? In every situation, no matter the circumstance. It says in Philippians chapter four, verse six. I love this because it's so literal. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all He has done, tell God what you need. Thank Him. What we're saying is, that is so straightforward. It's right there. It's in the Bible. The question is is, do we actually believe that? If we read that, is that something that we just peruse over? It tells you right there. Tell God what you need, and thank Him for what He has done. Harder in practice than in theory. I get it. I understand. Every single person in this room tonight has had to deal with something hard. You're a teenager, you have to deal with something hard. You're a young adult, you have to deal with something. You become a parent, you get a job, you start having bills, and you're going to have to deal with something. God doesn't tell you that you're going to live this perfect life, you are going to go through struggle all of us will go through a circumstance where we will be stretched, that we have to put this into practice. But do you know what, church? I'm convinced. If we can learn this key tonight, it could actually transform all of our lives. It can actually lead us to live the life that God wants us to live. Because do you know what? You have a purpose. You are not redundant. You are made by design. God is not finished with you yet. God has a purpose for you, a plan for you. I don't know where you find yourself tonight, but please know that God has designed you for a reason. There is a purpose for everything. Being thankful, displaying thanks. Oh man, it does something amazing. It takes your eyes off yourself. It takes your eyes off yourself. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. I've gone out of the message version tonight. Pretty young in here. So if you are serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. This is what I like. Don't shuffle along. Eyes to the ground. Absorb with the things right in front of you. But look up. Look up, church. And be alert to what is going on around you. Christ is doing something in your life. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Church, we need to look up. Look up. Stop looking down. Stop looking at yourself. I'm not being harsh, I promise. What I'm saying is, turn your eyes in that situation. Look up. Look to God, look to Christ, he's doing something. Don't be drawn into thinking that you don't have enough. Don't be drawn into thinking that he is finished. God has enough for you. Stop staring down at that screen. If you struggle with comparison, get rid of that social media. If you struggle with stresses from work, turn the phone off. That's very practical, but it's something that we all struggle with. Has anyone been on public transport lately? right? I haven't, right? But going to the footy, going to the Broncos, you'll see. You can have a full bus full of people, and you might see two people of the 100 people there actually talking. They're all looking down. Look up. Take that thing away. Put it in your pocket. Yes, Greg, I hear it. Sounds good. Now, what I'm saying is, church, I'm not saying <laughs> that God Is it going to do great things through us? God isn't going to fulfill your dreams. But what I'm saying is, even before that, look up. By looking at ourselves can only bring unfulfillment. Looking at ourselves can only bring disappointment. We are going to fall. We are going to struggle. We are going to have to deal with things. And sometimes in the midst of that, all we do is we look at ourselves, we look at ourselves, and we get drawn into this deep chasm where we can't get ourselves out of it. And sometimes you just need to stop looking at yourself and decide, I'm going to look up. You know, we are actually already blessed. We are already blessed. We are already blessed. God has already done something great. If you are here today, God has already done something great in your life. If you live in this country, come on, church. God has already done something. You are already blessed. You don't need that house, that job. You don't need that thing to feel joy. God has already done something. I get it, okay? I get it. My hair is receding, right? My brother's bald. Matt down here. My other brother, Andrew, is bald. I am the third brother, okay? It may look long but it's not going to stay around for long. Okay? I get it. This week during our schools, right? Let me give you this little, little bit of funny quickly. We do in our school, in the, in the church, sorry, we do school shows through the week and they come in and we have things. And I was on the production team this week. Some of the staff jump in there. And on the comms, right? How good are our production team, by the way? Can we give them a hand? They're awesome. And I was on, right? I was on the stat camera and I had my headphones on and Brendan Wiggs, our awesome location kids leader here, he was on the other stat camera and we give each other nicknames, right? Hey, Christine. And one of them, do you wanna know what my nickname was? My nickname was The Balding Eagle. (laughs) The Balding Eagle. How do you think that makes me feel, right? It's like, okay, Balding Eagle, can you zoom into that child, getting that award? That's the last time I'm going to hear it though, hey, yeah. Probably shouldn't have spoken enough here, should I? Anyway, let's forget that. I know that's funny, hey? <laughs> but there are actually things that are big and that are small that can actually take our mind off. It doesn't have to be a big thing to cause you to forget how thankful and blessed we actually are. They can be small things. Please don't get me wrong tonight, church. I'm not saying we can't have new, nice things. I'm not saying that we can't strive. I'm not saying we can't go for that new job and go for the desires of our heart. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we have to be okay with where we're at. I'm not saying that we should stop dreaming and moving forward. No, that's not what I'm saying, right? What I'm saying is before all of that, if it comes or if it doesn't, I am thankful. We must stay thankful. In all things, give thanks, right? Even if your world is, world is falling apart, give thanks. Even when things aren't going the way you want them, give thanks. Think of the Apostle Paul, right? The father pretty much of the Christian faith, of what he has created and what he has done is amazing. But think about the life of the Apostle Paul. I don't know. I don't know if I could deal with that kind of life, right? Right? A man who learned the meaning of true thanksgiving, even in the midst of great adversity. He had been imprisoned in Rome. And this is what Paul wrote, right, in Ephesians 5. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So how do I give thanks when things aren't going the way I want them to? Church, we've got to change our perspective. Change your perspective. Perspective is key. Perspective is key. There's studies everywhere throughout the world and talking about gratitude. I looked up one today, two psychologists from the states, one from the University of California and one from the University of Miami, and they did a study on perspective. And in this study, they chose to study perspective and the power of gratitude, right? And they had a group of students and they got one group right to write for 10 weeks things of gratitude and thanksgiving. For 10 weeks, just writing it on a piece of paper, writing it down. And then one group, they got them to write down all the things that irritated them, all the things that they were displeased with. And at the end of that 10 weeks, what happened was, those who write around the gratitude were more optimistic, felt better about the life they had and about the life to come. Surprisingly, they also exercised more. Hello? Also exercised more. <laughs> they went to the doctors less, right? Than the ones who had, neg- had the negativity. The ones who had negativity, they started, things started deteriorating in their life. All by writing something down on a piece of paper. It can be from the biggest things to the small things that can cause you to steal your thankfulness and your joy. You know, I think about something as small as growing up, we had a family, Pajero. Did anybody else have one of the old, I don't know what what year of the Pajero, it was old, okay? It was maroon, and this thing, okay, there's four of us her kids, plus our parents, plus the two bull mastiffs and dogs and everything, and this car went everywhere. I'm talking where the cars didn't go, this car went. All right? I think it died on something like 420,000 kilometers or whatever it was. There was wear and tear. I remember one time, I don't know which brother it was, but we had some chewing gum. And you remember the old windows, Pastor Byron, that you would, you know, wheel down? You wouldn't remember. Ah. (laughs) Mike, you remember those old windows? Yep. Okay. (laughs) That we would wheel down slowly. Remember them? Some of the young guys. You know, oh, I won't go there, but... So what we realized, and the, the chewing gum got stuck on the outside, and then we thought, quick, don't tell Dad. Don't tell Dad. Don't let him see. So we thought we'd just quickly wind it down to hopefully it would pop off, and then we wound it back up, and there was this big stain of chewing gum all the way over the whole window, right? And I remember we tried to get it off, and it was there for years on this thing, okay? We were in for years in this old car. I bet you that we probably all wanted a new car. But you know what? that car, I have some of the best memories, the greatest joy I have in that moment. That might be a small thing, but do you know what? In the small things, we can actually be thankful. It's actually practicing in the small, everyday things that can actually bring joy to your life. If you are struggling with something right now and you're in a valley or a storm, be thankful for the small stuff. Because do you know what? That will fade and go across to all the things in your life. Try to express joy and thanksgiving. Look up in the middle of what you're facing. Stop staring at yourself. Fix your eyes on Jesus. You know the old song? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. This is the last time you're going to hear me sing. Look for in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of your glory and grace. (laughs) One call. (laughs) I pray for that person right now in the name of Jesus. Turn your eyes off yourself, hey? Turn your eyes on Jesus. Look forward. Turn your eyes on Him. Look to him, stop focusing on Jesus. Stop focusing on what is empty, but look at what is full. Stop focusing on the areas that you lack, but look at what God has already done. You are already blessed. We need a shift in our society. Do you reckon? We need a shift in our society and our culture. We need to start being thankful for what we have. If you can breathe, be thankful. If you have two legs, be thankful. If you had a meal today, be thankful. If you have people in your life who love you, be thankful. If you are a part of a community in a church that love you, who will care for you in the broken, in the hurt, be thankful. Do you know what? It's in every season, in every circumstance, it does not matter what comes in front of us, church, I believe this with all my heart, that in every situation we must be thankful. We hear Pastor Shane Willard talk about those Western stats all the time. Remember those? If you have a car, if you have a garage, if your children go to school, if you have four shirts to choose from. <laughs> we go to India and the things we see over there, and you come back in the perspective you have. If you've been in this, if you're in this room, you've been to India, you know when you come back, you think, whoa. If you've been to any third world country, I'm sorry, you come back and you know that we are blessed. Church, we need to be thankful. We are already blessed. God has already done something great. You know, we can become familiar, right? Familiar with the lack. Companies spend millions of dollars marketing for you to fall out of love with stuff and fall in love with others. It's what they do you think about it, the new iPhone just came out. Do you actually need the new iPhone? No, right? Now yeah, I want it for sure. It's awesome, right? Desire my heart, okay? But do we actually need it? No. Our society is actually teaching you something that you can actually fall out of love with possessions, belongings, things that you need. To. Do we need? No, we don't need that. We need a shift. We need a shift. You can't covet things that you don't have. We decide that we will not covet the things that we may be lacking in, that we think we need. God does not want you to live that way. You know, when we become thankful for what we have, we're actually awakened to how amazing our life is, hey? Right? We've been talking about awakening An awakening is going to translate through so many areas in our church, but we need to be awakened to be thankful in every season, in every season. I was talking to a young guy, Troy at Gilston this morning, came with Esther, and it's his second week to church. He gave his life to Jesus today. How cool is that? How awesome is that? And I spoke to Troy for about five minutes, and I don't know his story. I don't know much about where he's come from. I know he's from New Zealand. We love him. And (laughs) him in that moment, and I was talking to him, and he was talking about, you know, when he walked into the building, and it wasn't the preaching, it wasn't the, the worship. He walked in and he just felt the place. He just walked in. There's something in that atmosphere. There's something there, and he was talking about how thankful he is for that that we can walk into this place and we can be thankful that it doesn't need a preacher or a worship team, a lighting system or anything. It can just be people in a room. He's thankful. He is so thankful to be a part of that, that he's come from brokenness and hurt and whatever situation he's come from, I don't know, but he's walking to a room and he knows straight away that even being here, he's thankful. Guys, it doesn't need to be something big. It doesn't need to be a massive thing in your life. It can be the smallest situation. It can be the smallest thing that can bring you joy. God is doing amazing things. Do you know through our church, God is doing amazing things? I don't know if you don't have anything in your life that you can't celebrate, well, let's celebrate what's happened in the church. This year, we, we got our Gilston location a full church, five acres, right? In that same location, we had our youth camp, which saw hundreds of youth come, get saved, encounter Jesus. We had a Super Soaker Sunday last week. We had 450 children here at church. And you know what? That's some things. This week, Joey filled her her car full of backpacks to send to the Department of Child Services this week for kids who are moving in and out of homes who have no belongings. You did that, church. You know what, Pastor Byron and the India team have been to India multiple times this year. They are digging wells, they are feeding kids, we have orphans who have homes. We have the hurt and the broken, finding homes and finding wealth and value. Your church is doing that. We are doing that. There's something to be thankful for. You know, we started a marriage course this year. We're seeing marriages restored. We're seeing brokenness restored. Your church is doing something great. Our church, your church is doing something that we can be thankful for. We need to celebrate what God is actually already doing because he's already doing something. But guess what? He's still going to do something and we will stand with you in every situation. We will stand with you in every valley and every single storm, church. I can promise you that. But in the midst of it, I pray and I hope that we can have the right perspective. It says in 1 Thessalonians, remember in every situation, every circumstance, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. Look up. God is actually moving, even when you don't see it. He is moving. He is good We need to be speaking things like this over our life. I am here for a reason. I have a purpose. I am called. He wants good for me, not evil. I am appointed. I am anointed. Church, we need to speak that over our lives. I am by design. God wants me living, not just going, but he wants me now today. God wants you to live to your fullest. Church, do you get that? He actually wants the best for you. Oh, I don't know what storm of valley you're in the middle of tonight, church. I don't know where you're at. I don't know how big or how small the situation you're dealing with tonight. But we have got to know it doesn't matter. He is not finished. He is not finished, and I declare that over every situation tonight. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray to God. Tell God what you need. Give thanks for what He has done, is going to do, and will do. Be reminded of this tonight, church. Remember this, death has no sting. I don't know what health situation you're dealing with. Jesus defeated death. That may sound corny. That may sound very preacherist and straightforward, but it is true that there is no reason to worry. There is no reason because we know God is with us. And in this moment, I'd love if we could all stand and we're gonna sing a song in a second. And I hear Pastor, Pastor Ann actually talked about it this morning, and in this moment, before we do that, in this room we're full, it's full of different individuals and people that are going through something, and before we move on, with every eye closed in this room, if you're in this room tonight, and if you don't know that Jesus that I've been speaking about and talking about, would actually love for you to be able to ask the questions you to actually talk and have a discussion about what it means to be a Christian, what it means to actually follow Jesus. You're not making one thing where we're going to say, you have to go this way right now, but we want to give you an opportunity to say, God, I don't know much about you, but I'd love to find out more. And so in this room right now, with every eye closed, if you have never asked that question, God, who are you? you don't have a relationship with him tonight, I'd love to encourage you that it is the best decision you will ever make. So in this room, all I'm gonna ask, no one else is looking around, we have our pastors and our trusted team at the back, and I promise that it's gonna come and talk to you after the service, but if you have never said, Jesus, I wanna follow you, I'd love if you could raise your hand right now so we can see, is there anybody in this room tonight that says, God, I don't know, Much about you, but Lord, I'd love to find out more. Is there anybody in this room? Lift your hand up high so the team can see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're about to worship, church. We're about to sing. And I don't know what storm or valley you're in right now and what you are honestly struggling with. And if you are struggling to see God in it, if you are struggling to be thankful, we're going to pray for you. Church, we have stories throughout this room of individuals who have seen God move in their life. We've seen healing. We've seen marriages restored. We've seen babies. We've seen health. This is happening right now. And you know what? God is big enough for you. He is big enough for your valley. He is big enough for your dreams. He is big enough for the desires of your heart. And I want to give you this opportunity. We're going to worship. And if everybody right now with me, can everybody in the room raise your hands? Raise your hands. And I'm going to pray. And anybody in this room right now, who is in the midst of that valley, or maybe you're in the the top of the mountain or you're in the storm or the wide open plains, it does not matter. We all struggle with something and in that figurative idea, that hurt and brokenness. Lord Jesus, right now, I pray against it. Lord God, I pray right now that hearts would be made whole. Lord Jesus, I pray that sickness and injuries would be healed, Lord. Lord God, I pray, Lord, for a fresh spirit to come upon your church. Lord, I pray for thankful spirits. Lord God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that faith would rise. Lord God, that your wonder, Lord, the wonder of you would come back. Father, that people would have faith in you again. Oh, Lord Jesus, that new expectation upon you would come that we would know you are for good. Lord, that you do everything for a reason. So Lord God, I pray for excitement to build in your church. Lord God, I pray for new anticipation. Lord God, that you are not finished yet, Lord. So Father, right now I pray over every situation right now and I declare you are not finished, Lord. Father, we know you were beaten, you were crucified, yet you were not finished. Oh Lord, we know you were not finished that you rose again. Lord Jesus, that you ascended to heaven, that you sent down your Holy Spirit with power and help and guidance. Lord, we know that you are not finished yet. So church, as we worship right now, I pray for a fresh touch of God, but I pray for a thankful spirit to come upon you, that this small idea of thankfulness will be something that you can apply today and tomorrow and for the rest of your days. Church, I declare tonight that God is not finished with you. In every situation, in every circumstance, God has more for you tonight. Thank you, team. Can you lead us? Thank you.